Hi, I'm Justine. And I'm Sarah LaVon. And we are so glad you're here. We believe that your life has the potential to make a deep, meaningful impact on the world around you. You, as a nurse, have the ability to add value to every single person and patient you touch. We want to inspire you with resources, education, and stories to support you to live your absolute best life, both in and outside of work. But don't expect perfection over here. We're just here to have some conversations about anything birth, work, and life, trying to add some happy to your hour as we all grow together. By nurses, for nurses, this is Happy Hour with Bundle Birth Nurses. Okay, so we had a plan originally, but I have a new plan and I thought it would be fun okay. because to be totally frank, I don't want to go to work tonight and I need some uplifting laughter, okay? So hopefully this helps some other people. Oh, no pressure. Um, but I think it would be fun to talk about our unpopular opinions and I think they're going to be very different. So oh, I'm going to give you a second. Okay. I need to write a second. Three unpopular opinions down. And then uh, we're going to show OB related or like life related. Too. No, it was OB related, but um, oh, bummer. OB related, but then we'll do like, <laughs> you could do like two regular ones that people probably also like agree with you. And then one like that you think, I have one oh, on my no. list. Like, <gasps> there is a definite drastic difference between the nurses that care about this. So. Oh, boy. Okay. I need a I'm second. Gonna some, I'm going to get some haters. Take a second. Okay. <laughs> Bring it. Okay. You want me to go first or you want to go first? Um, I think you should go first. Okay. This was your idea. <laughs> so, so one unpopular opinion is I think it's really fun to ask if the support person wants to feel the head when the baby's pushing. I told other nurses this and they're like, that is so gross. And I was like, why they get to be the first person to touch the head. So that's a, that's opinion. That's an unpopular opinion I have. Maybe it's more popular than I thought. Huh? I don't know why I would think like, I don't think that's gross at all. They're about to touch their slimy baby when it comes out anyway. It's true. Right. And I don't know, maybe like, what's the difference when it's at the perineum or not. Yeah. 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 And like, it's motivated. I love when the patient does it. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. Same. Same. But, uh, but when the, and then it's funny too, if you think about it, we like, we ask the patients that they want to do it, they do it with their finger. Right. And then we're so concerned about our sterile gloves when we're pushing and it's like, yeah. it's like, and you're trying to get your sterile, sterile gloves on. Right. Like, ah, <laughs> like it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> um, unpopular opinion. I think, I don't know how to totally word this, but I think that if you need to call the doctor in the middle of the night, you should never feel bad about that. Uh, like, because they chose this profession. It's so like, true. This is like, what you're going to be upset. Like, and they're, they're yell at you. And literally in my head, I think to myself, I got there at the end of my bedside time where I'd like be precepting and talk about this. I'm like, what if they yell at I'm like, no, th- that's their issue. They chose this job. They knew so, what it was about. Like, so, this is a part of the role. That's so true. I have to tell you about a story of a nurse I started with and I work with her still. And we were making fun of her in a loving way on nights because she works on days now of how she doesn't give two Fs about anything. And she, the doctor was mad at her for calling about something. And she straight up told him like, you're on call, right? For 24 hours. Right. Okay. Like, why are you getting mad? She literally said, why are you getting mad? And right. he like didn't know how to respond. Yeah. To I mean, that's really what we need to start doing. You're not in call. like a respectful, exactly. You're doing a job and you get to sleep while you are on call. Like I don't get to sleep. And you know, I chose, I'm actually the one laboring with them. 
Right. And you chose, you choose Sarah to be on call for your clients. Yes. I choose, I chose to not be a midwife because I didn't want to be on call. Like those are right. the things we choose in our life. Exactly. Like you exactly. chose this person. Sorry. Yes. And don't make my life miserable because you chose something that you don't love. That's yeah. your issue. Not mine. <laughs> so true. Um, okay. My unpopular opinion too. I don't mind when my patient and their person cuddle in bed. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. <laughs> I don't either. He can pop out of bed or she can pop out of bed so fast. Yeah. And like, we were talking a little bit, like, this is good for physiologic birth. This is good for hormones. Oh, yeah. This is just, they want to do that. They want to do that. Let the oxytocin right. get going. Like, and get then nurses there. will be like, well, what about when they're ruptured and there's fluid? I'm like, it just they're deciding to do that. Like right. if they don't care, why do I care? And there's, they've experienced some fluid probably in the past. There has been fluid. Yeah, that's so true. So that is an unpopular opinion I have. I let them cuddle. And I think it's a good one. Yeah, whatever. Like we just, yeah. who cares? It's not a big deal. Who cares? It's not a big deal. <laughs> we make so many things such a big deal where it's like, uh-huh. okay. Gosh, I feel like you have such good ones. And I'm like, really? Um, I don't care. I don't know if I don't care. Cause I know it's easier, but like, if you have a really uneducated patient where like, literally they know nothing about it. I'm like, Oh, challenge accepted. Mm. Or they're super overeducated. I think you can go on either, either front and like, not like either one, like you want them to do their childbirth classes, but like, don't tell me what to do. And I yeah. sort of like the challenge so of like, oh, you know so much. Okay, great. So let's figure out what you know and then let's build off of that and support what you know. And even if they're, I very unpopular opinion, even if what they've heard is not necessarily true, like they've heard some real bad TikToks or like they heard a story that like, oh, it'll kill your baby. Like, I'm like, mm, okay, how do I sneak this in, in a way that's non-threatening and doesn't make them feel judged for the education they have, but I like supplement in like little ways to help just sort of shift perspective. Like, I think that's like a fun game. I like that. That's good. I would say I don't like, I don't mind at all when there's no education, just because that's kind of what I feel like it's a baseline for everything mm. nowadays. But I guess I would probably be like, I don't necessarily like if they're like, no, everything. No yeah. Like, but then I want them to know things. So yeah, I don't right. know where I, I, my opinion lies there. Well, I think we quick to, we're quick to judge the ones that like, you don't know anything. You haven't done anything like how this is a big deal kind of thing, thing. which I do. I mean, and, and we know that yeah. it, it's better for them to know, like you need to be sending them to childbirth classes. They need to like, they need to have a frame of reference that will only support their experience if it's coming from the right source. But I, you know, even if that happens, like, what are you going to do then if they show up like, well, all right, let's sit down, do a little crash course. And right, sort of that, like dull it down in a way that like, they just, they can get like the, the important nuggets in the moment. It's so true. I mean, we've talked about this. I don't know if it was on a podcast or just with us. So we get so irritated when they don't know anything, but then when they know even a little bit and have opinions, we're like, excuse me, that's not right. my opinion. <laughs> you want to delay for 90 seconds and not 60. We don't do that. Right. And my <laughs> unpopular opinion is like free for all. I don't care. Like. Yeah. 
And I, I like sort of the adaptation and the like sneaky challenge of like, are we, which camp are we in? <laughs> and yeah. then like, how do I, how do I help level the playing field in a way that they can downregulate their nervous system? They can understand what's happening. We can do the shared decision-making thing. And yet like they're receiving accurate information along the way and sort of replacing some of the like poor information they've heard. I think yeah. that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. It's a challenge though. I'll say that. It's a lot of work. Yeah. We have an education guide in our store. Makes things a lot easier. <laughs> I dreamt that up in my head. And <laughs> like you drew years it. Ago. And then eventually I drew it. Yeah. Turned into something. Um, okay. I think we're going to disagree on this one. Oh, yeah. that's okay. We can, we can lovingly disagree. Yeah. I, my unpopular opinion is I don't mind how many visitors are in the room. I've had like 15 before. Oh yeah. You think we're disagree on that? Yeah, I thought you were like more like no visitors, not no visitors, but like you have like a a more like, what if an emergency happens? What are you going to do? Like, eh, it depends. No, I don't really care. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, okay, where I care is if the visitors are causing shifts in energy that then especially... I would say almost less as a nurse and more as like a birth coach that I'm having to navigate the like million different energies and the anxiety and then the like passive aggressive and then the over opinionated and then like all of that just plays into their birth memory. So that's more what I care about, but like, I mean, more the merrier in general. And it depends on what the patient wants too, because a lot of times I feel like the patient doesn't actually want their people Mm. in there. They would prefer to not have a big group, but they don't know how to speak up for themselves in that way. And so then I get a little feisty on that one. And I also see, I have so much to say. (laughs) I also have like a mother complex. Like I think, and this is not, it's not, I like, I love hear me loud and clear that like, if your parent has done the work and they're self-reflective enough that they can make it about you, and you and or like your relationship with your mom is um, significant. It's safe. It's all the things that we dream of having in a mother. Then all the more power to you. But too often I see, and probably a lot of you see, that that relationship there is so many layers of dynamic. And then they show up to the room and they have strong opinions, or they're talking about their birth story the whole time, or lotty dotty dot. Like it just is way too much drama, and it's always a thing. And this, this is where like, especially in the last five years of like knowing the parents ahead of time before we get in the room and having these conversations about the concerns and me voicing those of like, okay, this is definitely something to consider and it will affect your experience. And they still choose to have them there. And then I'm the one navigating all the awkward and trying to reframe and trying to pull them back, like when it could just be avoided. So it's so true. And you know, that's my nuance to that. It instills the importance of getting your patient alone to see what they want. Cause we don't know mm-hmm. them ahead of time. Right. Right. And so we had a meeting yesterday actually, and we're trying to figure out, we want partners to go back to triage with their patients. We don't have that right now. Ever since COVID oh. like, they stopped and now we're like, okay, we need to bring them back. But I will tell you, and people that are listening to this, I work with me. Sorry. I will tell you a lot <laughs> of our nurses use the excuse of like, well, I have to ask the safety question. So they can't come back because they don't want them back there. They just don't want more people. It's all like, and it's a small space. There's can be three patients with their support people and it's, it's cramped. Don't get me wrong, but I would want my person there 
Like we would, everyone we, wants their person there. Yeah. No one so, wants, I have, a, I have, a, I have, and the leadership team is like, well, so what's the solution to that? We were all nurses. We know, like we know mm-hmm. the excuses, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to have, I think we're going to have our secretary, our secretary weighs the patient and walks them back to triage. And so our secretary can ask like, are there any questions you don't want the nurse to ask you in front of your support person? And then is there any way, like any, any part of your living situation where you don't feel safe? And then they'll just let the nurse know that if the nurse knows that they won't bring the support person back right away. Added and on the to that, secretary asked those questions without being a clinical person. So we asked that we were talking about that. They're not going to chart it. They're just going to say, is there anything you don't want to be asked in front of the nurse, like your support person? Um, and then do you feel safe at home? And say they said, mm-hmm. no, I don't feel safe at home. Be like, okay, we're going to make sure you're safe here. And then th- that will be related to the nurse and mm-hmm. we won't get the partner. Um, mm-hmm. if they're like, yeah, I feel safe at home and there's no questions, we can bring the partner back with them. But another question I'm thinking we can add on is if there's anyone you don't want in your room that's here that we need to like, let them know ahead mm-hmm. of time. Cause it is hard once they, the secretary, whoever gets them all in the room together and they're all there. Yeah. Like, oh. Well, right now it's hard to kick them out. Right. Like you just can't let them in in the first place. Mm-hmm. So totally. that because someone for me, because you, you were saying you're a little feisty, you can kick them out. Someone with my personality, I'm like, that's a lot harder for me to kick them out. Oh, I, as a birth coach, wouldn't kick them out. No, I know. But as a nurse, like, oh, as and a nurse, I, I would. Yeah. and maybe even sure. now as a supervisor, I could be like, oh, I could be called into the room and like, just so you know, like we're only going to have one or I don't know, but then they already were in there. So why were they already in there? It's always really awkward for me. This is like one skill I do not have Mm. to get them out. I mean, I think we're going to, you know, things are progressing and now that things have progressed in labor, we're going to request that for the safety of the family, that there are only, there's only one person present. Is that a lie? I don't know. Is that a lie? I mean, you could call it a safety thing. You just say like, you can't move around and it, per patient request. <laughs> just kidding. Right. We can't throw that on the patient the in front of the patient. <laughs> right. Right. And then, I, but then you could easily do like the nine to nine, like the visiting hours are over. It's 9 PM, like for the night shift part, but, but then they come back in the morning and they want to come in true. and then you're dealing with the same issue. It's true. Hmm. I don't have a solution for that, but I do have an unpopular opinion about this because I do 1 million percent believe that your patients should have their support people present and it should be two and a doula shouldn't count. And I will say this because I literally did a birth last night. She was the most pro epidural human I've ever met in my life. Like she's like, just get me the epidural, just get me the epidural second baby. And she goes into triage by herself and they were waiting to like, get her in a room to get her, to get her husband even in there. Husband was allowed but her husband's overwhelmed and she's unblocked second baby and progressing very quickly. I'm in my car. Like I know I can help them. And they're depending on me to be that sort of rock for the two of them when things are moving so quickly. And she's texting me the whole time. Like, I wish you were here. I wish you were here. And I'm like, me too. You know, I'm, that's what I'm here for. I'm literally sitting in my car and I would be helpful to everybody there, hopefully. And, um, sure enough, they checked her, her water broke in triage. They texted me that I'm like, oh shoot. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't, I'm going to have to really coach this person through it because like she's moving, you know, she mm-hmm. had contractions for like two hours and was already like moaning. And so, um, sure enough, I just went and I, I like went to the front and I was like, I'll see if they'll let me in. Cause she's going to, she's going to give birth. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I got in the room, we went to the next room and she delivered without an epidural and 
it was wild and crazy and fun and whatnot, but she, we talked about it afterwards and she's like, I felt so alone. Mm -hmm. And I think it's easy to think as a nurse that like, well, we're, but we're there, but you're not. I'm sorry. When you're getting them, when you're getting them admitted, she's a multiple that's progressing quickly. She just shrummed. Like you're not, it's not the same or even, you know what I hear a lot. And actually I have a prenatal visit tomorrow with this client whom this was an issue. She's like the one thing I, that is traumatizing for me is doing the spinal for my C-section without my partner there. Mm. It's awful. It's awful. She's like, when I think about my birth, that's what I think about. And it's just horrific for me to consider. And I'm like, I, I yeah, I, you I'm know, literally tearing we, up because it was such an awful time for me too. And I knew yeah. what was going on. Right. Right. But these are the things that like, I mean, I'm on this humanity kick yesterday and we got, I got talking about this with my client. I'm like, you know, something has happened in the medical system where we just, we forget that they're human. You know, it's my patient in room eight or my multi or, you know, and I know there's like a patient confidentiality thing there that like, is you're trying to protect them and you're not going to call them necessarily by name at the nurse's station. Fine. But we forget that this is, this is their experience. And easily it becomes this robotic thing of like, no, we won't do that. No, it's like, it's whether it's, it's, this is how we do it, or it's, um, that's not as comfortable for me. And what if all of this fear-based decision-making, like what if the partner passes out, how often is that actually going to happen? They stay for an epidural. It's the same thing. (laughs) And then you lay them down and then you put them on a stool in the corner and have them sit back and be able to talk to their partner. Like that may actually make such an incredible difference to their experience. And I will say right now that like this particular client, she won't let it go. And I'm like, oh, she's a virtual. And I'm like, you can talk to your care team, but I just don't see it happening. And that is so silly to me definitely an unpopular opinion. Um, so, and I'm thinking too, of like all the excuses of why, like, well, HIPAA, cause like, they're going to hear us talking about information. Cause there's only curtains. And I'm like, well, the patient's hearing you talk about the other patient. So like, that's already, HIPAA yeah, if you're, you're worried still about doing, that. You're doing your intake for in then behind a curtain. Right. The whole time. Everyone knows you know what I had, I had a- curtain rooms. Right. I had a little dream the other day. I was like daydreaming about triage. <laughs> And I was thinking like, if I had three patients that were like in early labor, it would be so fun to just like open all the curtains and be like, you guys are all the same right now. You're all primes. You're all two to three centimeters. Like let's just labor together. (laughs) Like let's cute. Like put on some music and (laughs) jam. It would be fun. Like I want to do that with all my friends. Let's have a labor party. (laughs) That's fun. Yeah. So, well, I guess that was your third one. Well, you're having no. a hard time making a third, right? No, I have, I have more. Okay. Say what? Say another one. Do you have more? I think I have a lot of popular opinions. Like I don't want to float. I oh, don't want to yeah. count MVUs. Oh yeah. I don't want to chart. <laughs> <laughs> you just take it away. I don't want to do it. This is none of it. <laughs> oh, I don't. Okay. This is like a mildly unpopular opinion. Um, I do not like circulating, but a lot of people do. Really? Yeah. And I, when I'm in there, I want to be good at it but I would say I've circulated once in the last year. So what? yeah, I don't, cause oh. nights crashes. I don't, we don't do that often. Yeah. So I like, all and that. Even I need, I, I need it, variety. Yeah. I don't like triage either. 
Oh, love triage. But, and I know you do, but in our triage is like a lonely island back there. It's like so lonely. You're all alone. Mm. I know you have the patience, but you're like just itching to no, like talk to your friends. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, and the last triage I was in, there were two of us always. Yeah. That makes it way more so, fun. We hope to do But that. it also depends on who you're with, because if you hate the person that you yeah. got your triage with, then it's like a horrible night. <laughs> then you're really trying to change your brain on how you right. feel about them. Right. Um, what about one of yours? So I wrote this down and this is a new one. It's developing for me. And it's, it's a shift in my brain that I would never tell clients. So if you're a client, don't listen to this because it really like, I'm so flexible to people, whatever you want. I'm totally down. But personally, the more I learn about physiologic coping Mm. and physiologic birth, the more I'm like, strangely, um, a pin, like, Oh, don't do the medical intervention thing. Like, I, you know, I know we like, and you're all about, about interventions, which is so you, the it's funny that you would say that because I feel like publicly people would think that I'm like physiologic birth ladies, yeah. you know, which but we are. I very, we are. Yes. Yeah. And I totally believe it. Like nothing has shifted in that. And I like, I'm like, if you want to be induced, like, hallelujah, let's do it. You know, you can make the most mm-hmm. of it. Or you get an epidural, like, great. And I, I, I was thinking last night, cause we had, like, she didn't, she went without and I like stepped in as like, look in my eyes right now and had to like really coach her hardcore as she's like gripping my hand and screaming. And I'm like, you haven't you're going to be okay. No, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I haven't not had an epidural for a while. Yeah. And, um, it's interesting timing because I'm in the Cancun land of physiologic coping prep. And I just, the more I learn about the physiology of the body and all of the, the, like insane intricacies of what's happening to not only create a baby, but birth a baby, even just with hormones that like it does mess with your systems. And it like, and I have, I, this is an unpopular opinion that I'm even saying out loud to my internal self, because I don't want to believe it because it's so much easier. And like, there are like, and especially if the patient chooses it fine, like that's their choice, but also how much are they really understanding and how much of a chance are we actually giving them to avoid medical interventions when it's just so quick to like, and in the, even with my clients, like they need some pit. I'm like, well, it's been a few hours. Like, how do you feel about it? You know? And they're like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, ah, whatever. But in turn, like now I see the research and I'm like, oh my God, it really does affect it. And we think it's like, oh, it might affect like the labor portion, but it like the hormonal cascade that takes place in the postpartum period for bonding, for attachment, for mental health, for breastfeeding is like such a beautiful process that now I'm coming to appreciate even more than ever. And I'm like, oh, how much of this are we really truly messing up? So question, you have a patient with the baby's nine, she's nine and a half, zero station, and they do an A-ROM. Someone asked me the other day, like, would you have done one? Like, obviously if I was a provider or whatever. And I was yeah. like, my staffing brain is like multi nine and a half, eight, like zero station. I'd be like, yeah, I get her delivered. We need some yeah. nurses. Um, my nursing brain would be like, I don't know what I would think if, if she had an epidural or not. If she didn't probably do an A-ROM, let's get this baby delivered, get her out of pain. If she did, can we wait? Blah, blah, blah. There's multiple factors. But would that interrupt the hormone cascade like an A-ROM? An A-ROM? I don't think, not from what I'm reading because okay, it the water breaks however it breaks. Okay. 
you know, whether it's artificially broken or not, it still is broken. And honestly, like an AROM is going to initiate more of a natural hormone cascade than pit, you know, but it's like, why wouldn't we, why would like, we're in a lot of circumstances, I think we'd rather start pit than we would AROM. That's you know, true. We're hey, I'm going to say an unpopular opinion whatever. that I just decided. Okay. I just decided it. AROM. Why do we say Shram? When we say AROM. It's Shram. This I disagree. <laughs> saying it, I get why people get mad at like us Californians. Because you really- can't say Aram. Ar- Aram. Ar- Shram. But I can say Sram. And I say Prom. Aram. I'm just going to start saying Aram. People are going to be like, what is this? Because you're wrong? real unpopular. It's <laughs> nothing. You're right. Uh, it's Shram. It's uh, really Aram. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, I think you fine. should also be able to video in the room. Oh, and I understand like liability, my ability, but like if it happened, it happened and we all need to be accountable to how someone we someone just got like mad at me and called me out on Instagram about that. What do you mean? She, they made me anonymous, but they posted like my story that I wrote of like how I'll just be like, just pretend that you're like taking pictures, but I don't care. And they were like, well, they were, they were talking to providers like doctors and saying, um, well, do you think patients should be able to like secretly record you? And I was like, well, that's taken out of context, but I right. think they should be able to record the birth of their baby, right. not your face. Right. But I and do think it is thing. important to take, you know, don't get the providers in the room mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. And like people, if they're going to be on camera, they need to consent to that. Or like this particular client is a public person and mm-hmm. they're going to, they'll blur out people's faces, yeah. even if there were videos that I took. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I mean, say, I would be devastated. I've said I want a whole film crew for my birth. Like everyone's gonna see it, and I don't care. I say that now, but like flex and flow. But in general, I like know, I right? want to watch that over and over and over again. This is what I do. And for somebody to like, I would choose a provider based on the fact that they would let me record or not. Yeah, like yeah. that. That it's that important to me and that devastating to me to think about not having any memory of it. Like, why wouldn't people want that? I guess, I mean, like they could choose not to want it. People don't do wedding videos and stuff like that, but. Yeah, but no, there are people that don't, that don't like, or they're like, I don't need to see my vagina like that or what I totally get that. And, or I'll ask like, you know, when I'm taking photos, do you, how do you care? Because normally I'll get like the whole full Monty. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. most of the time people are really grateful for that. And they want to see everything and like, whoa. Right. (laughs) Well, and I've shared with you that I used to like, we had this big bucket of pictures as a kid and my mom had like vagina pictures is what we called them because one of the births, they took photos and every time we'd reach them and be like, oh, gross. And like throw it away, you know, <laughs> the bucket, picture of her vagina. But now I'm like, That's where hilarious. are those photos? I like went and looked. Yeah. I was like, I want to see your birth photos. Yeah. Let me see your vagina. <laughs> yeah. Let me see it. My mom has both of our births on video and I've seen them like a hundred times. That's awesome. Like, I know exactly what's happening with mine. I had a prolonged D-cell. It's the running joke that like, think of how smart I'd be if I wouldn't have had the like 25 minute <laughs> D-cell that I thought oh it, like, gosh. it's stressful to watch my own birth. You've seen it. I don't think I have. Oh my God. We have to watch it. My yeah. mom will be mortified because so many people have seen her now <laughs> births, but it's like every labor and delivery nurse I watch with, they're like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> get it. I think that I'm like, I'm not going to be okay. And maybe that's why it was the D cell, <laughs> but I was fine. Clearly I like, I, I made it maybe a few less brain cells, but whatever. Babies are resilient. They are. 
And they actually are like, and that is also what I'm learning through the physiologic birth stuff is like the fetus has such an important, like adaptive hormone. I can't even get into that in Cancun because it would be like a whole nother world. Like I've had to focus on the labor. I mean, I have to get into it for my breakout. I realized. Oh, well, I have lots of, I know I need, I need to shoot you some of resources. I mean, my resource list right now, you're going to have to peel through. It's over 200. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry. But, um, yeah. Okay. That was fun. That's helpful. That was fun. My drive to want to go to work. Oh, good. So <laughs> you can do share it. with us. Thank you. Share with us your unpopular opinions. Um, email us or I wish they could comment You can comment on YouTube, but share on um, our DMS. I want to hear your unpopular opinions or if you agree, let us know. Mm-hmm. Or we should do like a carousel post. Yeah, that's fun. our unpopular opinions and then you can comment on them on Instagram yeah I will do that thanks for spending your time with us here today on happy hour with bundle birth nurses if you like what you heard it helps us both if you subscribe rate leave a raving review and share this episode with a friend if you want more from us head to bundlebirthnurses.com or follow us on Instagram or TikTok now it's your turn to take what you learned today apply it to your life and be okay if your opinions don't match when you take care of your patients we'll see you next time (laughs) 